people ask me how I got off the streets and, and I say it was luck. It was a little more than that. It was actually a lot more than that. <laughs> people of Creston City, people of every, everywhere around the world, this is David Christopher Pacheco. Hi, my name is Kimmy. My name is Arthur Ortiz. Been in Denver since 1973. Okay, so let's just talk in circles for a little bit. <laughs> just talk in circles, yeah. just shoot the breeze a little yeah. bit. Now they see beyond what I look like. They see what my actions are and say, hey, that is a good person. A lot of people say home is home is where the heart is, but my heart's in many places. It's just I don't know where home is. Welcome back to Homeless But Human, a Christ in the City podcast where we talk about how to step out of your comfort zone and serve the poor wherever you live. I know we've said this all along, but we really wanted this podcast to be a place for the homeless to have a platform to tell their stories. And so today, we're going to bring you just that. Hey, everyone. My name is Shayla, and we're happy to be back with you today. Yeah, we're just excited. Thank you for all of our loyal listeners that have been with you since the beginning, and welcome to anyone newly listening to our podcast today. I'm really excited. We're going to be talking about Ron's story today, and Ron is a friend of Christ in the city. But Blake, do you want to tell us a little bit more just to introduce Ron's story? Yeah, I am really excited to share this one. I actually got to be a part of this interview and it is my favorite interview I've ever done here in my time with Christ in the city with our dear friend Ron. And for Ron even to do this interview, which he'll tell you in the upcoming interview, was such a big deal. Because like he shares, when he first met the missionaries, he didn't want anything to do with people. Mm. Not us, just human beings, anyone other than himself. Wow. Fun fact, my wife Kelly is actually the first missionary he talks about who met him and their friendship has continued over the years wow. and is truly beautiful. They're still in regular contact. Nice. Yeah, I'm very excited, Blake. We can't wait for you all to hear Ron's story today and the crazy and powerful ways that God has worked in his life and kind of the little piece that Christ in the city got to play in it. But yeah, let's get right to it. And how about we listen to Ron's story? So this is the story. Uh, my first day, literally the first day, I, I had two bags with me. And, and I knew I was going to um, Cheeseman Park. I knew I was going to Cheeseman Park. Yeah. That's all I knew for the first night. And so I, um, I took the bus down here and, and got off on the mall and walked around for a while. And then finally, um, I headed toward Cheeseman Park. Out of all the ways I could go, out of all the ways I could go, I, I, I walked by the network. And, and for some reason, I, I went back. And, and I stood in front of the network again, like this. Yeah. And I did this three or four times. So finally, a, a person sitting in the steps says, you know, you can come in. And I was newly homeless. I had no idea. So I, I, I went in and found out it, it was a homeless coffee shop. And, and they said, well, how long have you been homeless? Oh, you know, as a matter of fact, this is my first day. Um, and so I had a cup of coffee and hung out till they closed. And, and they told me, tomorrow morning, go to 850. You can have a breakfast and a shower. And of course, you know, so that's what I did next morning. I, I, I went to Cheeseman Park. I slept underneath a tree my first night. Great tree. It was a great, great place. And, and I went to 8.50 the next morning. And from there, I always knew I had that. And so I hung out there for a while. Um, and, and just by being around, you learn different things. I, I never, ever was dirty. I don't know if you ever saw me ever on the streets. How, you're, you're, you're on the streets one year, right? Exactly one year. Yeah. 
And uh, from, from 850, another thing I learned, um, Mother of God Church served, give you a stack lunch at 11 o'clock. So they were open at 10, I'd go in and have a bowl of oatmeal and a coffee and run down there at 11 o'clock. So yeah, I, I go to get my sack lunch. Kelly literally jumped out at me, it stuck her head out and said, hi, I'm Kelly. And I didn't say anything. I got my sack lunch and, and I walked away. And, and what got me was I hung around for the second sack lunch. Well, anyway, you know, I'm hanging around the parking lot and Kelly just kind of saunters over to me and started talking to me. And, and again, I had no idea who she was. I thought she's some woman at the church this particular day. I'll never see her again. And, and the more she talked, she, she invited me to lunch in the park. And I knew about it. It's like, Kelly, I'm not going. I don't like people. I don't, I don't want anything to do with it. But for some reason, I went. I went. What do you think it was about the missionaries? Like, because you didn't, like you said, you didn't really want to be around people. Well, no, and, and that was a big joke. And, and I, I was serious back then. Oh, Abby, I've come a long way. I, I've come a long way, I, I admit that. Um, and Kelly can attest to that. Um, and, and you heard me, more, you know, I'm never gonna become Catholic. Yeah. Never, you know, Catholics are nuts, all this kind of stuff. Um, I don't know, I would go to the park and, and I would sit there, because I thought I could sit there by myself and have lunch and just leave. But it doesn't work that way. My, my first lunch in the park, I was sitting and having lunch and a missionary came over and sat down by me. And, and, and I'm not gonna lie about it, I didn't like it. We talked about baseball stuff and you know, I was, I, I, I'm not gonna say, you know, can you, you know, get out of here? Cause I'm not like that. And after a, a little while, he did get up and leave and, and, and like I said, I didn't like it, but, but yet I came to the next lunch in the park. And over time, I would meet and spend all day with a missionary, and that's how I got to know all the missionaries. And people I would meet, oh, why are you so happy? Like, well, no reason not to be. You know, they think, well, you're homeless and you got nothing. I had everything I needed. What was that? Um, the clothes on my back and, and the missionaries. And, and, and people ask me how I got off the streets, and, and I say it was luck. It was a little more than that. It was actually a lot more than that. <laughs> It was faith, and it was meant to be. I remember, I filled out 80 applications online wow. and got three phone calls, three interviews. Finally, Walmart called, and that was my start. Doesn't seem like much, but it served its purpose. It didn't pay very much, but it paid enough, and, and yeah. So here it is, five years later now, is that right? Because five years ago, I was still out here. And I don't know how it would turn out if I would have met the missionaries. I wonder about that sometimes. It certainly wouldn't have been as enjoyable. You're sitting around all alone, so you know, there's no one to tell you, you know, you, you know that, that you're a pretty decent guy. Yeah. And, and that goes a long way. I learned that from the missionaries too. And like what? And just, a, a, just, just talking to somebody goes a long way. Just, just some guy laying in the alley somewhere, you just, and, and then you just go talk to him. It just made his day. Yeah. It gives, gives him hope. And that was really, really amazing to me and how simple it was and you just walk up to somebody and, and there weren't that many rejections ever. 
which also surprised me. Because if it was me, I said, no, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. And like I said, at the beginning, I tried to hide from missionaries, and everywhere I went was a missionary. So I just gave up. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave up. I mean that. And and you know, and, and you know the, the the place I ended up off the streets just happened to be by Holy Name, which is your church. Yeah. See, all, all that stuff is not coincidence. No, not at all. It, it it's not at all. It, it was so close. You know, I, I would walk down here. I, I and you know, and it wasn't so much about becoming Catholic at the beginning. It was going down and seeing the missionaries. And, and I'll tell you, um, it was a Saturday. Anna, Anna Croce. Um, she said, have you ever been to the cathedral before? No, Anna, I hadn't. And I didn't want to go. She literally grabbed my hand. And not only did she, we go in, and you know, she could have just, we could open the door. She said, well, here's the cathedral. We could have left. She didn't do that. We went in, we stopped at Stations of the Cross. I had no idea what that was at the time. We stopped at each one, 14 of them. And she told me about each individual one. It was, it was amazing. And, and then we started looking at the, the stained glass. And I never paid attention. I thought it was just pretty glass. Yeah. But no, there's stories and pictures in there. And she started throwing, you see that? And she would tell me all about, here's this young woman, 19 years old, maybe not even that old. She knew all this stuff. And me, I knew nothing. So that's that's first time I was in a church. I, I didn't know, I didn't even know that I could just walk into a church, just open the door and walk in. I didn't know I could do that. And over time, I just started doing all this kind of stuff. And, yeah, what and, changed? I don't know. I just, one day, I just fell in love with everybody. I, I can't explain it. it. From when they met me to, I, I don't know. It, it's not, it wasn't just Kelly. It was everybody that I met. I'm, I'm not going to say it was better, but they were equal. Everybody was just fantastic. There's not one person I ever met that I did not like. Ever. And in and, 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 and the same, I, I think that's how they, they felt about me. And so, so it just, it's just like, just, and literally I just fell in love with you guys. And, and there was this moment and I'd been thinking about it for a while. And I was at Holy Name walking in the front door with Phil and Katrina Kerwin. And, and I was going to tell both of them that day. Well, I think I want to join the church because RCA was coming up. And so I said, Phil, you know, I didn't know anybody's phone number back then. I said, Phil, you got to get hold of Amanda. I need to speak to Amanda. And she called me, said, Amanda, I think I'm going to join the church. Will you be my sponsor? And even though she was in Nebraska, she, she literally just fainted. I, I could tell over the phone. She was just so thrilled. The Easter Vigil, when I got accepted to the church or entered church, whatever you want to say, was the best one that there will ever be. <laughs> just, just so you know that. I was there. Were you there? Yeah. It was the best one you ever been yeah. to. Um, and I'm not saying because I was there, because that's not the real reason. Um, it, it, it was it was magical and fantastic and, and, and all of these words that I, I, I could never, you know, they always told me through RCIA, being baptized at a later age is better than when you're young and don't remember. I'll never forget it. And, you know, being, having no religious background at all, I didn't know any of this stuff was possible. And just, and, 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 and 
becoming homeless was like the best thing that ever happened to me. And, and I mean that. I know you don't hear many people say that. It, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Why? It changed my life. Um, I, I would work and, you know, I drank a lot back then and that's what I would do. I would drink and work, drink and work. And that wasn't good for me. And I would never talk to anybody. And I, I wondered where I would be right now if I didn't become homeless. Dead, maybe? Yeah. I was certainly going down the wrong you know, path. Why do you think it was the best thing that ever happened to you? Be because look at me now. I mean, I'm certainly not rich, but I, I'm better off than I was before. I, I know all of you and all these missionaries, and, and that means the world to me. I'm, I'm not afraid to call somebody up and talk to them or, or ask for help like I used to be. I, I don't have any family of my own. I lost my family a long time ago. And, and I'm this loner introvert type, and, and I admit that. And, and I thought I'd be like that forever. But look Two, at you one. now. Thanks for sharing. Ron. And there you go. How, how was that? Uh, Ronald. <laughs> See, and I would never do this either. I would never, I would never do this. I would never do this either. Thank you, Ron. But, but I, I love you guys. I do. Yeah. And I would never say that before either. I, I, I honestly wouldn't. So thank you Absolutely for what you do and who you are. And you guys will get edited out later. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe not. What an interview. I'm just, wow. That was amazing. It is unreal. How can you, man, do you, I'm just like, I have so many questions. Um, oh, yeah. Because I, for everyone listening, um, I have actually never met Ron myself, but Blake, you got to know him for that whole time he was here. Is that correct? Well, Kelly met him before okay. I even became a missionary. Gotcha. So we've known Ron for like eight years now. Mm -hmm. And when I showed up, Ron was already a regular at lunch in the gotcha. park. Okay. But at that point he was still, nope, you can't ever record me. Don't mm -hmm. ever take my picture, please. And we were so respectful of that. Totally. And still a little like, he wouldn't go out of his way to meet the missionaries, but now when you see Ron interact with our missionaries, he's introducing the homeless to the missionaries. Oh, nice. He's introducing himself nice. to our new missionaries or new volunteers. I mean, he he's just completely embraced. I mean, he is a friend of Christ in the city. Right. Yeah, I mean, and he, I mean, he couldn't escape the missionaries if he tried, right? Oh, he said no, that. that. What a good quote, Ron. <laughs> yep, seriously. Well, I am just super interested because it seemed like right away when Ron became homeless, he was pretty connected to the resources. Mm -hmm. It almost seemed like <clears throat> he, he found the things he needed to find. Like he stumbled on the coffee shop that one day. Yeah. And then he, you know, from there found lunch at the church and found his, his, favorite tree, the great tree, great, oh, tree. great tree, great <laughs> where, tree where he stayed. But, um, yeah, it seemed like he, he even said like, I had everything I need, you know, I had clothes on my back. I had food. Um, and it, it seemed like he said he had everything he needed, but it almost seemed like he needed a little bit more. Right. And that's when he met us. Oh yeah. And we, and so many of our homeless friends, when we meet them, they say, you know, I'm good. I, I don't need anyone. I'm, I'm good. And like Ron said, right. It was like, and, and from where he'd been, he was fine, right? you know, but, but there was so much more to life right. that he didn't even know about, mm -hmm. right? So he didn't think he needed relationships mm -hmm. and look at the end of the interview, look at him, he's saying, I love you and he means it. 
I'm curious, what was Kelly's reaction? Because like she invited him that first day. I mean, Ron became her friend, right? It's right. like Ron tells it from his perspective, but she had no idea mm-hmm. that he didn't talk to other people. Mm-hmm. From Kelly's perspective and the other missionaries' perspective, they didn't know this guy was trying to avoid human beings and just so happened to run into them wherever he went, which I love <laughs> that he says that. So they just viewed him as someone who was like, okay, he's coming around. And I love that, like, he meant it. He really didn't want people to talk to him. And when that first guy sat down next to him at lunch in the park. Yeah. But Ron came back the next week. Yeah. You know, there may have been something in him deep down that he's like, huh, I enjoyed that. Yeah. I think, I don't know what, did I enjoy that? You know, mm-hmm. you could hear him saying it. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah. And so for her and the other missionaries, I mean, it is truly we encounter so many of those people on the streets right. who are truly just a little, a little jaded, a little huge walls, right. right that right. are, you got to work around, but also when you see the face of Christ in that person, you know, there's just so much more that can blossom, right? Like Ron right. truly like a new man from where he was to where he is now. Right. And it, all it took was just a simple invite. You know, it was just Kelly inviting him to lunch, um, like come, come meet us at lunch in the park. And it was, it's just so simple. Our, our ministry, it can be simplified down to just like that simple invite to come deeper, to grow a relationship with us, to really even just come for a bite of food. You know, you might not have to talk to anyone, but if you come, you might want to come back again and then you might want to come back again. But yeah. And then just being reaffirmed. I think one of the, one of the things he said was like, they just told me like, you're a pretty decent guy. And that was something that was so um, impactful for him, which seems so normal to us. Like we would say that to any of our friends, you know, Hey, yeah, you're a pretty, pretty decent guy. It seems pretty, pretty Yeah. Uh, yeah there's goodness inside of you. Right. And he just never, he didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, Ron didn't, he never was, maybe he was never told that. And he knows he didn't believe it. He said that, right? And mm-hmm. and he just started to believe it. Right. And I, I mean, what, wow. When he said, during that interview, when Ron said, you know, being homeless is the best thing that ever happened to me, we were like, oh, whoa, where is yeah. he going with that? Right. But when he, when he says then of like, well, I wouldn't have met you guys, mm-hmm. right? I wouldn't have met you guys. I wouldn't have this life I have now. Right. And it, it's just one of those moments where just as he's saying that I'm like rock bottom saved Ron yeah you know like the path he was on like if he would not have hit a rock bottom I like truly he said he may he may be dead right but it's amazing that when we're at our lowest like he was you know for the first time willing to talk to a stranger Mm -hmm. Kelly or the people at lunch in the park yeah and it's just you know looking back hearing him say that it's like you know maybe his walls were just broken yeah. For the first time, and that's what allowed, like, that rock bottom made him realize, well, might as well try something new. Wow. You know, and we have so much of that in ourselves, right? We, we want to hide, and we think we're doing well, and like he said, he just worked and drank and worked and drank, and we get into this routine of lives, and then we hit a rock bottom or something, like, a seismic change in our lives. Like, Ron, he ends up homeless. Right. And guess what? He's interested and maybe going to a lunch in the park mm-hmm. and being around human beings for the first time. Yeah. No, I think that's, it's so beautiful. It's, you can just see that like he, the, the spirit just kind of working through him and just like leading him, leading him to us, but ultimately leading him deeper into relationship with God. And we were, it's just so cool. I, I love it that the missionaries were able to be there 
to walk with him, to meet him and to like help him in this process. And then he enters the church. Like that oh, is, yeah. that's, that's insane. That is like the ultimate glory oh, story. He still can't believe it happened. Yeah. I just, I'm, yeah. Were the missionaries just so ecstatic when that was happening? It was, it was one of those natural progressions, Okay, but at the same time, it was absolutely a celebration. Like just people were so overjoyed, Mm -hmm. especially Amanda. I mean, she was, she wasn't even in the state when they told her. Yeah. But but Ron knows she fainted. Oh, she fainted. (laughs) Amanda fainted. Right. And yeah. And it, it was just one where with him, I mean, hearing the power of that Easter vigil, Mm hmm. He said, you know, like, that was the best one there will ever be. Yeah. You know? And, and he's convicted of that. He's convicted. And you know what? I believe him. Yeah. I, honestly. In, in, his, in his life, absolutely, that's the best one there will ever be. And, you know, the, there's so many missionaries and alumni around. And our chaplain was right. the one who actually, you know, held that Easter vigil. And Ron was a regular presence at Sunday Mass at Holy Name, like, every week. He, we knew where he was going to be, where he was going to sit. He'd come over for coffee and donuts. Can you believe that? Ron came over for coffee and donuts every week and would stay for hours. Yeah. It's just the change of heart. Yeah. And to think that he didn't even know he could enter into a church. He didn't even know he could just walk in. And then Anna, right? That missionary, she just showed him the stations of the cross. So simple. And the cathedral in Denver is breathtaking. Right, I yeah. mean, some of the most beautiful, magnificent stained glass, mm-hmm. you know, in our country. And it is just excellent. And just to, the beauty drew him too, right? Mm-hmm. Like beauty, even someone like Ron in that moment, like the, the beauty was attractive. Mm-hmm. He didn't even know what he was looking at. Anna right. was explaining it, but Ron was drawn in, like sucked in by that beauty. Man. And again, just all the ways the Lord shows himself to us in the church. Blake, I'm curious, what's Ron up to today? Yeah, so Ron, he got housing, permanent housing, and, you know, had a job at Walmart, and then he got a job at some other stores, and he then applied for his dream job. Oh, yeah? So Ron is now a caseworker for a nonprofit in Denver, Colorado, and Ron now helps homeless get off the street. Wow. He is amazing at it, as you can imagine. Ron has come to now serve the homeless at our lunch in the park alongside of us. He walks the streets. He knows where people are at. He yeah. he goes to them, and oh my gosh, do they respond so well to him. Yeah, I mean, he's lived it. He knows it. Absolutely. People, I mean, they, they can relate to him because of that. That's amazing. Yeah, and that's, that. right, that's something that, we, we all know, like, we can help people, but, like, just there's this level of connection when you've gone through something, and then you go help someone. Right. They know that they're like, oh, they, they get me. Yeah. And Ron gives that, and he's honest, and just such a, a gentle presence. Man. You know, the streets can be rough, and Ron's gentle presence is, ugh. He, and it's his dream job, and you see him, and he is so happy. Wow. I mean, gosh, he went from rock bottom you know, from rock bottom to, to not even just like getting through it and moving past it. He, he got through it, moved past it, entered the church and then ended up like working with the thing that, you know, like brought him out of this rock bottom, working with, with those who are also homeless, who are also experiencing the streets. And I, his faith through the whole thing, I don't know how he kept it. And, but at the same time, it's like the Lord showed up. Yeah. You know, Ron had no idea where he was going to end up. 
Totally. And he's like, I had faith that year. I had faith. And look at him now. He mm-hmm. is literally doing his dream job only a few years after that. Wow. After hitting rock bottom. And it's like, yeah, the Lord's plans for our lives are so good. He moves. So good. Yeah. Oh, just moves things, moves our lives. And, mm-hmm. and Ron's convicted of it. Totally. Wow. Thanks so much, Blake, for sharing about Ron. He is just such a wonderful man and such a dear friend. Totally. I'm very excited and happy um, that we have his story to share it with with all of our listeners today. But also just like so thankful that we have had a friend like Ron that has met our missionaries and has had his life transformed. And I think it's, it's saying a lot about this mission, but also a lot about how much the Lord loves the poor. And oh, how much so he wants much. to work with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think when we, when we hear Ron's story, just really, really inspired by his faith through the difficult moments. Yeah. Like I, I hear him talking. I'm like, man, if I was under even a good tree, I know it was a good tree, Ron, <laughs> but that's terrifying. Right. Like I, I would be terrified or just unable to, to have hope. Mm. And I think in the trials of life, Ron shows us that. The Lord has a plan we can't even imagine. And Ron, Ron in his humility wasn't like grasping to figure out what it was or begging the Lord to show him. He was patient. Man, Ron teaches us so much. Keep that faith in even those hardest moments, but also just be patient. Right, right. Yeah, be patient and the Lord will provide. He always does. Amazing. Thanks yeah. so much, Blake. Oh, just such a wonderful interview we get to share with you all and just introducing you to Ron. I mean, we love him and now you get to love him too. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you to all of our listeners with us today. We hope that we can join, you can join us in a couple of weeks to hear some more stories from the streets. God bless. Mother Teresa, one of our patrons would say, if I look at the masses, I will not act. If I look at the one, I will. Because of these one-on-one encounters, Because of people like you stepping out of your comfort zone, this mission is spreading. This mission is making its way into parishes, schools, seminaries, and communities nationwide. We have families making care kits for the homeless, college students coming on week-long mission trips and then going back on fire to serve the poor in their cities, seminarians and small groups across the country doing Christ in the City-style street ministry. This mission is becoming a national and worldwide endeavor, and we're so happy you're here. For even more in-depth Christ in the City training, videos, and interviews with the homeless, we invite you to join our known and loved monthly giving community. This is one of the most impactful ways you can join us in this mission. Visit ChristInTheCity.org and make a monthly gift today to join our known and loved community and receive a special Christ in the City gift. Imagine with me for a moment if every homeless person had one friend who cared about them. What a difference that would make in the world. And what if that one friend is you? You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, podcast platforms. And do us a favor and go hit subscribe and leave us a review. Again, check us out more at ChristInTheCity.org. God bless you.